0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darrell Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel prophesies against the foolish prophets who build a wall of lies. He also speaks against women who deceive the righteous with their magic charms. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 13 on Simply the Bible.
0: In any age, there have been those voices that are true and those that are false. And it is not easy to tell the difference. Jesus said that in the last days, false prophets would abound so that if it were possible, even those who have been elected by God would be deceived. So how can we discern truth from lies, good from evil? The prophet Ezekiel was given a word against the false prophets of his day who were deceiving the people. We see here the difference between what is true and what is false. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 13. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy out of their own heart, Hear the word of the Lord. So there were those who pretended to be prophets, but they were really speaking from their own heart rather than from the Lord. A true prophet will speak forth the words of God. And they were both in Jerusalem and in Babylon, and they were telling the people what they wanted to hear rather than the true message of the Lord. They were prophesying peace when, in fact, the Babylonians would soon destroy Jerusalem, Therefore, they were misleading and deceiving God's people and they were misrepresenting the Lord. The same thing happened in Isaiah's day as people would speak of their dreams or their visions. And Isaiah said in Isaiah 8.20 to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Verse 3, thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets! who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel, to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. So woe to the foolish prophets. They were false, but they were also foolish. And they were like foxes who were in the deserts. Now, the foxes could handle the desert. They could handle the ruins. They would actually benefit from it in some ways. And like them, these prophets were benefiting in the day of disaster. They were profiteering off the people. They did not stand in the gaps. Now, the idea here is that there was to be a wall of protection. And instead, in those gaps, the enemy was coming in and having a heyday. And the prophets should have been standing in those gaps. They should have been lifting up the covenant of God, the word of God, and instead they were seeking to benefit themselves. They did not build the wall. They did not build the wall of righteousness. If the nation had been righteous rather than unfaithful and idolatrous, then God would not have brought this judgment against them. But as it was because of the unrighteousness, the enemy was having a heyday. Proverbs 14, 34 says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Whenever sin is permitted to go unchecked, it brings reproach and shame and ultimately the judgment of God. Therefore, Israel would not stand in the day of the Lord. When God's judgment would come, they would fall. They have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus says the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. Have you not seen a futile vision? And have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. So they were imagining things. They were envisioning falsehood. And they were saying, Thus saith the Lord, and yet it wasn't the Lord speaking. You know, I have a problem when people throw that around, when people will say, oh, well, the Lord told me this or the Lord told me that. And, and I think, did the Lord really tell you or are you just speaking out of your own heart? But we need to be very careful and make sure that if we say that the Lord told us something that he really told us, God said, listen, I'm against you for saying these things because I have not spoken. And yet you are saying that the Lord says this. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies, therefore I am indeed against you, says the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and who divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord God. Now, by speaking against Jeremiah in Jerusalem and against Ezekiel in Babylon, these false prophets were speaking against God's word and therefore were against God. So God would be against them. They would be excommunicated from the assembly of Israel. Now, that's severe. And they would not be allowed to return to their homeland when God brought the exiles back after 70 years of captivity. And then they would know that I am the Lord because indeed, because they have seduced my people saying peace when there is no peace and one builds a wall and they plaster it with untempered mortar. Say to those who plaster it with untempered mortar that it will fall. There will be flooding rain and you, O great hailstones, shall fall and a stormy wind shall tear it down. Surely, when the wall has fallen, will it not be said to you, where is the mortar with which you plastered it? Now, it is a constant temptation to the pastor or the prophet to tell people what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. It's easier to give a message of peace and prosperity that makes people feel good than to expose what is wrong and call them to repentance. But these Prophets were seducing the people in thinking that everything was okay when it was not okay. They were giving them false assurance. And so they plastered with untempered mortar. That Hebrew word can also be translated whitewash. So where the wall had gaps, it was ready to fall down, they just sort of whitewashed it or they put plaster over it that could not hold the wall up, but just made it look good and covered over the problems rather than exposing the problems so that they could be dealt with. So God said, I'm going to bring forth a flooding rain and great hailstones. The rain would expose the weakness of the wall. It would wash all the plaster away and the hailstones would then knock down the wall that they had built that everybody put their hope in, but it was Nothing but a house of cards. Where is the mortar with which you plastered? God said. In other words, what has become of your words? They have fallen to the ground and been proven to be a grand deception. Verse 13. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will cause a stormy wind to break forth in my fury and there shall be a flooding rain in my anger and great hailstones in fury to consume it. So I will break down the wall you have plastered with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that its foundation will be uncovered. It will fall and you shall be consumed in the midst of it. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So God would bring the stormy wind of the Babylonian invasion and what they had built would be brought down to the ground. The foundation itself would be uncovered. Now, when what has been built is flimsy, futile, or failing, it must be raised to the ground to get down to the foundation. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. Sometimes God must remove everything we have built that can be shaken to get down to the foundation so that then he can rebuild and rebuild it the right way. We may feel like we are being consumed in the process, but what is really being consumed are the wood, hay, and stubble of our lives that cannot endure the fire nor stand the test of time. Thus will I accomplish my wrath on the wall and on those who have plastered it with untempered mortar. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who plastered it. That is the prophets of Israel who prophesy concerning Jerusalem and who say visions of peace for her when there is no peace, says the Lord God. God would finally rid himself of these foolish prophets along with their false prophecies. Verse 17. Likewise, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart Prophesy against them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live? by your lying to my people who listen to lies. So now there were these women who were also prophesying from their own heart. Now there were true prophetesses in the Bible, Miriam, Moses's sister, Deborah, Holda, and the daughters of Philip in the new Testament were all true prophetesses who spoke the words of the Lord. But these women were more like sorcerers or witches because they would manufacture magical charms that people could wear on various parts of their body to ward off evil. And they probably told fortunes to entice the people to buy their services, to give them their barley and their bread, which was very scarce during the famine of the siege. They were killing the innocent and preserving the wicked. That is, they were calling good people evil and evil people good. Don't we see the same thing happening in our culture today? Those people who would stand for righteousness are called evil. Those people who practice flagrant disobedience to God's commandments are called good. And that's what we're dealing with in this age as they were then. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against your magic charms, by which you hunt souls there like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go, the souls you hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, So that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Therefore, you shall no longer envision futility nor practice divination. For I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. You know, when evil things take place, the heart of the righteous is made sad. And that's what these people did they vexed the hearts of God's people. And God said, you've strengthened the wicked so that he doesn't turn. You've condoned their sin. You've made it seem okay so that they don't recognize that God's going to bring judgment for what they're doing and therefore they don't turn from their sin. So you will no longer envision your futility or falsehood or practice your divination or fortune telling for I'm going to put an end to it. We also live in a world of deception. But if we would be discerning and we must measure everything we hear with the word of God to the law and to the testimony and if people don't speak according to that word then just know there is no light in them
1: you've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley for more information about our church please visit our website at calvarytv.org that's calvarytv.org If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord shows Ezekiel that the elders of Israel have set up idols in their hearts. God will bring four punishments against the persistently unfaithful in the land. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.